Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Self Deaf Sundays, the podcast. Do 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 do. I think it's really clear that some of the learnings from this book has really helped bring so it gives you like a high level summary of everything that this guy had figured out the power of their subconscious mind and suggestions i'm so excited to have another guest with me today who is victoria yay welcome hi thank you so i have known victoria from um we work in the same place and I can't actually pinpoint exactly where I met you. I think like because we like in we're in the, like similar circle, like we just knew of each other, and then it was this one night out, and then then now like you know we're part of a little little exclusive gang. <laughs> Pushies. That's very true. Pushies. Very true. Yeah. I I think when I when I met you, you may not remember. I I remember you from my um when I came to the office to interview. That's my first memory really? of you. When was that? Yeah, and I, uh, this is like 20, 2017, um, like October times, mm-hmm. yeah, when I came in for an assessment centre, mm-hmm. and you know, like, I saw a little bit of ethnicity over there, so my eyes just went that way. And... A bit of colour, yeah? <laughs> yeah, just a bit of colour, so yeah. I was just like, oh, that's nice, that's good, that's good. So we're welcome here. There's a bit of, <laughs> there's a bit of sauce. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I can't remember. Did you speak to me or like you just like passing by? No, I think I think I know your year. They make like they made you guys in groups talk to some people. So I think like when I was on a break from a group session, your group spoke to some people in my in my group. Mm. And um, yeah, I just remember. I just remember a couple of faces. It's like, yeah, when when I, when I start here, because I knew I had the job already. I was yeah. like, when I start here, I, I find I find them again. Yeah, <laughs> you attract them. You attract them. That's so true. Yeah. what happened. Like, it's weird because it's like I didn't even work with you directly, you know. But it's like you know, like circles and like once a year, like you just know in it, like you just kind of like know your people kind of thing, and then. Yeah, like, I'm just so excited to have you here and, like, to talk about your life because I think, like, we have these kind of conversations a lot anyway, like, not deep ones, but just, like, banter ones, <laughs> like, just about life. <laughs> but I'm just, like, glad to kind of shed some light on that. And maybe for people that don't know you, should we maybe start with your name, age, and occupation? Okay. So, name is Victoria. Victoria Poku, for the Ghanaians out there, you'll know it's just a big name. Um, <laughs> 25, um, and occupation so I'm a success manager I feel like nobody knows what that is apart from anyone maybe in the tech space mm. um so I guess it's post-sale supporting customers making sure they adopt our products mm. um and I work in tech um cloud technology to be specific nice. um CRM all that jazz yeah all, all of the tech terms and like you're right like for me as well like people don't even my mom and dad they still don't know what I do they think I work with laptops no. and computers and, and that's why like sometimes even I don't know what I do in it so it's cool <laughs> um but literally um, but yeah like because you're like from the tech world and yeah like I mentioned we, we work in the same place um so I guess that's what you do on a day-to-day basis but going back to the the premise of the podcast it's all about like trying to get to know you and like your story and what got you where you are today so my first question to you Victoria is you know what really drives you and like what your motivations are um and that's like in any aspect of your life like wh- why do you do what you do if that makes sense I think why do I do what I do I think it's just about being an example um I always felt when I was younger I didn't have many examples and I have five younger sisters a lit- a massive family so I guess there's always a lot of pressure to be successful Mm. I'd say you don't want to be the first flop in the family so you just have to keep you just have to keep going you've got the the whole family on your shoulders but you've got, you've got to keep pushing mm. um so I'd say like family is a huge motivator for me mm. um and then I'd say like self-motivation I always want to beat myself or challenge myself yeah. um so I wouldn't say it's been smooth sailing but I'll always pick myself up because I, I know that oh Victoria you can do way better so um yeah family and like just a mix of self-motivating I'd say yeah and I think like 
I mean, like having six, five younger sisters is not like that. You're right. I think being the elder sibling is like pressure on its own. But when you've got that mm. many people looking up to you in a way, right? Because you're right, you are kind of setting that example for your your little one. So like, yeah. it's hard. I get that. But how do like how do you deal with that? Like and like from a very young age, like I'm sure you had to like learn and like you know to adapt to be like that role model in a way from a very young age like how, how did you deal with that um to be fair I don't think it hit me and like the the distribution of age amongst myself and sisters is like quite big um so I don't think it hit me until I was um maybe like GCSEs I'd mm. say like the first actual exam time mm. you know you're being told like if you get high then your sisters I need know that they need to aim high as well but you know if like one of your sisters or not even if any sim kind of like flops you're just like mm, but they did like it's always it's, it's always that person so yeah everyone always told me I'll oh, make sure you get A's A stars because then they know they need to get all of those grades I'll make sure you get a first and then they know they need to get all those grades mm. so I always felt if I if I mess up they would think that's an excuse for them to mess up mm. um so yeah, it definitely is a lot of pressure. I'd say it's it's mixed. There's pros and cons, but it's probably given me like a mum complex as well. Mm. Mm. Um, where I'd say like my younger younger sisters. It's weird. When we're older, I'm sure we'll be like friends, but mm. now it's like the this is too far. The dynamics. The, just the dynamics are a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's. I think I was like 16 when like the last sister was born. So like you know, the age gap is quite, it's quite big. Mm, for now. Yeah. Exactly. We'll be yeah. cool. We'll be cool when we're, when we're older. I'm sure like, she'll be like, oh, can I stay around yours? I don't want to stay at home anymore. <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> and then you're going to be there saving them kind of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So our time will come. Our time will come. Soon come. Yeah. And like, I, I guess like that would kind of like, um, make you grow up quicker as well wouldn't it because like if you think of a 16 year old and like maybe we can touch on what you said earlier on around like not everything has been smooth sailing and I think that was the whole premise of the show is like not to focus just on the goods because like something we spoke about yesterday with Anamika as well was you know people look at us and they're like oh my god I want to be like them and I want to be working in London middle of London like working like wearing heels and clickety clockety and all of that but it's like <laughs> that's Anamika that's Anamika boy clickety clockety that's not me <laughs> Because <laughs> that she used that example, like when she was younger, she wanted to be the clickety clockety, and she's she, she doing the clickety clockety, but like that's, <laughs> that's her. Um, but like, obviously, it I'm sure it wasn't, it's not easily like we had to work hard, right, to get to where we yeah. are. So, like, going back to when you were 16, I guess, and like where you had like new like little siblings and to kind of look after and all of that while you're growing up as well like how how was that like phase in that sense and like you know like how, what what wasn't at smooth sailing and I think we touched on this before as well it was as well didn't we yeah um I'd say my family dynamic is actually a bit mad to be honest <laughs> um so my 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 sisters we've kind of like all been quite spread out so my um the four youngest I guess at the time they were being educated in Ghana actually mm. um so they went to international they go to international school in Ghana mm. and then I, one of my sisters was um got like a scholarship to a boarding school in America mm. um um so everyone was quite spread out so it was mixed there was moments of being older sibling then there was a mix of being like an only child sometimes mm. um then having this somewhat virtual relationship with some sisters where we would speak on like Instagram or Twitter and stuff like that so um yeah it's it's a weird it's a really weird situation it's not your like close-knit normal family everyone lives in the same house kind of situation mm. um but I say when I was 16 the, the pressure was still there because just to add on to that as well like especially in Ghanaian culture you're close with your whole family so that's cousins as well mm. um, my mum is like my mum is one of twenty one. Oh, like, yeah. So my gr- my granddad had twenty one children. So I have a lot of I have a lot of cousins. <laughs> so that just throw that into the fold as well. Um, so it, it's just a lot, and I think everyone is always looking. 
with big families, even 16, like you just want to know what your legacy will be. Like, what are you known for? Mm. Because you're just in the mix. Like you're not, you're not special. Your, your grandparents had loads of grandchildren. From the other side, there's loads of grandchildren. Like you don't just stick out. You need to be known for something. So mm. like different sisters or different cousins have their, oh, this person is the brainy one. This one's the fashionista. This one's like a future influencer and stuff like that. So I think even when I was 16, I was trying to figure out like what is what is my personal brand. Mm. Um, interesting. Because yeah. I feel like yeah. growing up at that age, like you struggle with your identity as it is. But it's like if you add in that extra mix of coming from a big family, because I'm similar as well. Like my, I've got cousins and I'm really close to my cousins and my, my like my, both sides of the family. And you're right. It's like if there are so many of you, it's like, what's going to set me apart? If that makes sense. So what's going to differentiate me? How am I special to like 15 others that, you know, that are in the same kind of boat kind of thing, you know? So that's interesting how you like touched on that identity piece, because while we are growing up and especially around the topic on self-development as well, like obviously development happens from a very young age, but I think if you're adding these other factors, that just adds another level of spice to it, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I guess like from growing up and stuff as well, like you mentioned that, you know, family and self-motivation are your two like key kind of drivers in terms of who you are and, you know, what made you who you are. And I guess like my next question to you now is actually understanding like is there like a one event that happened in your life from a personal or professional point of view like which kind of like shaped you to be who you are today like what's the first thing that comes into your mind like from when you're younger or like you know older as well um there's mixed there's there's like little stages I'm sure I'm sure many people can relate to like these moments but I guess in terms of like who like the changes in my personality or who makes Victoria who she is. Um, so my my parents um, separated um, when I was quite young. And I think I had to grow up really quick in terms of being independent. Um, my mom is like a workaholic. So I didn't really have like a like stay at home parent. So in terms of like cooking for yourself, um, being at home alone, like all of those kind of things, I had to like clock on quite quick. Yeah. So I think people tend to say that you know, any interview or any manager or anyone, I always, always, without fail, always get like, you're very mature for your age. Yeah. That seems to be a definite part of, let's say, my brand. And I think it's definitely come from, from yeah, I guess the parent situation has kind of made that happen. Yeah. Um, and I'd say the academic push, my mum is like a strong believer in terms of no matter what you have, you can take away like your academics from you. So I was that person on like summer holidays and everything. My mum would just slaughter me when it came to work. Like I really, I really didn't like her as a person at all. Like <laughs> we've only, I've only started to like her like when I've got older. I really didn't like her. I would Your whole mum, you know, you're like, I don't hate um, her. I don't know. Nah, we 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 we've we've discussed. We've we've discussed. We've made it all out now. Like the truth is all out. But I yeah. just. I understand why she why she behaves the way she behaves. But I just thought, you know, all my friends like they were out, they go on summer holiday. If anyone's heard of Kimon, that horrible homework club, um, that's the kind of that's the kind of work I had to do like on my weekends or holidays and yeah. stuff like that. Um, so yeah, um, and I'd say my A levels me to the core. That's when I really realized that I, that was my humbling, humbling moment. <laughs> so humbling. <laughs> Um, <laughs> too humbling. It was, it was so humbling, and you know what? Everything happens for a reason. Um, I'd gone to grammar schools. I'd always been in these top schools. I really, I was gassed in the head. I thought, like, uh, these these <laughs> these schools were telling me that oh, you're going Oxbridge. You're the top five percent. We were just so gassed, um, and. You know, all the way up until GCSE, I kind of, I was not a work, I was not, I'd say I'm not a hard worker. Mm. I had like natural intelligence to me. And you can, you can ride with that until GCSE. Yeah, trust you know, me. I'll never forget. I, <laughs> I can really ride. I remember on my, in the morning of my math GCSE, I watched Lion King. Like, was I, was I serious? Like, <laughs> As if you're going to have to work like, out the circumference of Simba's head or something. <laughs> 
can you imagine? I was being dead serious, but I, I still got that and I got an A star in maths. So I remember, of course, I was gassed. I didn't care. But, <laughs> but A level came and it really, it, it rocked me to my core. That's the same subject that I, the same subject that I got um, an A star in watching Lion King. I went and showed up with a D the first time, like a whole D, like... <laughs> It didn't work. It didn't work anymore. It didn't work. Yeah. Maybe you maybe you should have um, switched up the film. Maybe the film if switching up could have been. Fil- yeah. It's, it's I, think, film yeah I think yeah, I think I think that's what I needed to do. But I'll never forget. I was with I was with my friends. Um I was with my friend Miriam and we both we went outside to open our open our it was raining. Like <laughs> this really could have been a movie shot. It was raining as we opened it. And yeah. the raindrops were just hitting, slapping the D on my sheet. I was just like, I had to reevaluate my whole life. Yeah, along, along yeah. with tears, yeah? You couldn't tell, like, what was Yeah, it was the tears and the rain were all, it was all mixed up. It was just all mixed up. Yeah. And I just took myself away and really thought, let me figure this out. So I'd say those are two, like, yeah, definitely defining, changing moments of my childhood yeah <laughs> i yeah. love that i guess like just to kind of uh delve into like um maybe the two areas like the first one you mentioned was around gaining that independence right and i think as hard as it was maybe for you when you were growing up and you know especially when you are growing up you're going through a lot of things in your head as it is like adding these kind of difficult situations it just makes you accelerate that process right and so often like you think that you know you could have been you you were going to be the way you are today anyway but it's those exact events or experiences that was meant to happen in your life that you know you learn and you pick yourself up and like I think like you build some form of like resilience to say that yeah you can do whatever you set your mind to and also like to 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 kind of be strong right I think that was definitely like one takeaway from that event that happened and I guess like also on the A-level side of things, like that story hit, like that story's too close to my heart as well because I think I mentioned it in one of my conversations with my other friend because um, I, I got into uni through clearing as well and like some people might like, you know, they, they might think like, you know, I didn't, know, I didn't know that but you don't know what happened behind the scenes, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I was the same as you where I didn't try, like I didn't try and I banged out those A-stars mm. all, like, all GCSEs and I was up here, you know, I was like, a level light work like and then um, i don't know what made me choose like bloody maths chemistry and like biology and then i remember i remember like the first like grade i got back for like i think it was like chemistry and maths like that humbled me boy like i'd never seen like a d or an e ever in my life (laughs) i i I thought i went i went through an identity crisis as well because all my Mm -hmm. life known as the academic one you know and like my do you know when you're people look at you like oh she's a she can study and like mm-hmm. i was like this goes against me and i was like it was me it was my own wrongdoing but the worst part was yeah. i was trying hard man i was trying so hard man i was trying so hard <laughs> i was did you did you know did you know it was over during the exam or did you still have faith when the results came in like <laughs> the first time I had faith and the second time I was like if that's how the exam's going to treat me then I need to start being realistic I remember in first year like I gave it my all I went through all this like studies do you know what like it's not like I didn't try I tried I tried and I never got past C and I was like what is going on and I think it's so true because like you you put so much value in those grades don't you and like, if, even yeah. if I'm like, like little brother or like my cousins who are like five years younger than me, so they're going through that process right now. And I, I get that grade is all that, but like looking back now, like I think I needed that to figure out what I wanted to do because for me, like IT was like more like a fun subject, but then I ended up doing better in that compared to like, because I want to do, I want to study pharmacy, pharmacy. Like that was my goal. Like I was like, I'm going to be a pharmacist and like, that's so different to what I'm doing now, but it's like. I needed to go through that, right? To like get to where, like get yeah. to where it's currently state kind of thing. So like, yeah, it's, it's, it is true. It really, really humbles you. And like, you need these humbling experiences to like reflect. Cause I think like when you went home, yeah. and cried, when you went home and cried or whatever, like, I'm sure you did a lot of reflection, didn't you? <laughs> 100%. I, and as you said, like about the whole identity, that was my thing. I was the academic one. Yeah. So I'm like, if I don't have, have this, who am I? 
And yeah, the school I went to, they made it seem, if you got the grades you got, yeah, you were, um, and no, it's literally no offense to anyone who has this job, but it really made me think I was going to be a bin man. I really <laughs> thought like, <laughs> I really thought like all prospects, I thought I was unhirable. I really like, I don't know. And yeah, look, you can even, we're on video cam. You can, I feel like there's tears in my eyes gathering if I think about it too hard. So let me just <laughs> Because the wound is still open. It's going to take some time. The wound is there. It's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And I'm, 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 happy, I'm happy it happened, to be honest. Oh. I'm happy it happened when it happened. Mm. Um, I'm happy it didn't happen later on in life. Yeah, yeah. I'll always remember this. Any, anyone can say, oh, that was so long ago. I swear, that's the foundation of who I am like now. <laughs> I'll never, ever forget. And I'll never put myself in the position to feel that way again. Nope. <laughs> not today and it's so funny because nope. I remember, <laughs> I'm not in this life not anymore because I remember we had the chat and like it was you me and Anna Meeks right because we were saying how like we were yeah. like <laughs> trying to call up unis with our bloody like grades trying to like reshuffle it to make it sound good so that they yeah. could put up. and like I remember like how it felt when I like um, knew I didn't get into uni and like that hurt because like I was like, firstly, what am I going to tell my parents? Because, like, telling your Asian parents you didn't get into uni, boy, like, you, you're asking for trouble. And I think it's the same in mm. African culture as well, isn't it? Because we value so much, like, um, on education. And, like, but the thing is, right, like, you could have either, like, accepted your fate as a bin man, or bin woman even, <laughs> um, or, like, turned it around into what you've made now. And I think the key message here is, like, what you do after you face these hardships because if you think about all the hardships we've faced in our lives like you know everyone goes through a lot and it's like it's up to you you know what you decide to do like did you take yeah a or b and i think like the fact that you you kind of pick yourself up like how how was how did you pick yourself up for people listening like how what like tips or like because you know people think it's easy but it's not easy right but how do you pick yourself up when like life humbles you <laughs> <laughs> to be fair i think i think when something like that happens you deserve to be upset for a while like anyone that just voted to get over it they can just get lost because you can you can like wallow in your own self-pity for a bit i think everyone deserves that moment yeah um, in terms of like getting over it it was really hard i had to take a take a gap year and watch the majority of my of my friends go to uni that year Mm. Um, I went to go wear Sainsbury's. I never I, like, yeah. That just that whole year, it 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 was such a slow, slow year. But to be fair, and I know anyone, especially if you're like African parents, you think that they're gonna slaughter you. But props to my mom. I think she knew. Like there was, I was so angry with myself. There was no point on her adding more, adding <laughs> like, more to the mix. You had enough like on your plate. Like she could tell that you were. Yeah, <laughs> like just down. yeah, she could see it. Like don't don't. Don't shout. There was no need for shout. She didn't shout or anything. Mm. Um, and there was just no need for it at a time like this. Because if she's upset, imagine how it feels to be me. Um, so, yeah, like, I didn't, like, start revising for those exams until a while later. I think I needed to get, like, my mind right. Mm. And I enjoyed, I enjoyed my time, um, like, working in retail for a bit. Um, because it was just something to do, something out of the norm um i had been from gcse's or whether it was 11 plus or sats or everything your life is your worth comes of exams or a grade and you don't realize like how many how much of your life is just waiting for a letter or a number to mm. say like oh what are you worth mm. um so i think it was nice for once not to be focused on grades and just yeah, figure out who you are, figure out the kind of worker you are. I realised I was super hard working, the soft skills that they don't, you know, consider at school, yeah. but what made me great, um, you know, at work. Yeah, like, I think I just discovered more who I am in that one year than, like, many of the previous years combined, to be honest. Um, I, I love that. Yeah. And I think, like, what you did in the whole situation is, like, acceptance and even when you said, like, if you feel down, you don't want to fight it and say that you're fine because you haven't fully let, you know, accept the situation because that's, the, it's a D on the paper, boy. There's no denial. Like, <laughs> do you let, know it, I mean? let it out. Do you know? 
Yeah, <laughs> somewhere on my records, my candidate number, it had D. So yeah. I have to, it, it, it's, it's not okay. Like, I can't just get over it. So, yeah. no, no, and I think what you did is like acceptance. And I think that's the biggest first step in terms of any form of like evolution or or healing right and what you did by taking that year out is like so like especially when you said around when your friends have gone off and done their thing it does make you feel like you're behind and I think that's never a good feeling because a lot of our self-worth and identity comes with our comparing ourselves to our peers and like just a level set that am I doing what I'm meant to be doing right so I'm sure that was hard but you taking that year out like you took time for yourself and you took time for figuring out who you are at its core and that's the kind of stuff that they don't teach you right and I think that's when a lot of people as cliche as it sounds like find themselves like you didn't have to go travel to Bali or Thailand to do that I think you had it in you all along and like taking that step back to reflect on what I want to do and like you know even taking that time off to like revise I think that really like in a way like centered you to be like okay this is what I'm going to do next so it's like you were loading up ammo um, and like firing yeah. and charging your stuff up to take on that next venture and you went off and you smashed it and you killed it and like you, that's why you are where you are today right so it's yeah. so like yeah. amen amen but like <laughs> but the things that you did is like it's what um differentiates people like successful people and non-successful people right because it's like the time around like what you did around self-acceptance taking time to figure out what you want and like you mentioned focusing on things they don't teach at school and I think I tell this to my brother and my cousins all the time like you know go out and work in like customer service or like anywhere because those skills are what matters more than the grade like when we applied for our company they looked at our CV but after that it was all about who you are as an individual what kind of person you are are you easy to work with and those are the kind of skills they don't teach you right so I think like going back to my question around you know what really shaped you to be who you are like I think that's a prime example and like and the other like one of the stories definitely like I can relate trust me <laughs> um oh, we get there in the end we get there in the end we do we do and I think that's all part of like development right and that's the whole like point of self-development and I think like knowing your story and I think going back to the questions like that you know you told us who you are and like what made you who you are and I think we've got like a good picture into what makes Victoria who she is and I think that's the ordinary tell side of things and that's we're all normal people right like we have struggles we yeah. get through life and like we have humble beginnings and especially coming from like a, a ethnic kind of family as well like it's going through that um balance of what's right for the family and how they've been raised and you know following them but also focusing and and channeling who we are in the western world so like it's kind of balancing that both yeah. ways right like i feel like a lot of people i speak to who come from ethnic families feel the same way yeah it's a weird one to balance um the culture clash as well being like british born mm. but your family will not let you <laughs> forget your roots and the way we work so and the thing is that's yeah. never gonna fully like you know what i mean like no matter even your grandchildren will always have those roots. And I think once again, it's genetic yeah. and that makes you who you are. Um, and it's like, and I think this is a whole another topic that we can delve into, like the culture side of things. And the thing is, there are a lot of people that look like us that don't have, I think going back to what you said around not having examples to look up to. And it's not like we are like bloody, like representing a whole race, but it's like if our conversation, <laughs> if our conversation can help even one person out there, that's, that's our job done. Do you know what I mean? And I think um, there are some topics that we need to start talking about, especially like coming from that background and having to uh, adapt ourselves to the Western culture, especially at work. It's like, how do you balance that? And how do you not lose yourself along the way? I think, imagine how fun that would be. (laughs) This, trust me, this is, this is definitely a worthwhile topic to go into depth about because even when you said like, you don't represent your whole race, you'll be surprised that in certain situations you actually are like, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's not your, it's not even just, Anna, like when people see me in a in the office like oh there's the black girl so I need to rep the whole all of it like just just whole, all of it so, the, whole, the whole color you know the whole color not even yeah the everything the whole color the whole color so um yeah it's a it's a mad topic I think the pushies will be a, good, a great squad to put together for that it really would and I think like 
because I was reading somewhere like the higher up you get and the more you work in the workforce and re- realistically that's where we're going to work right like with our standards are high in a way and I doubt we're ever going to go be bin men <laughs> like uh, god forbid <laughs> that would be a plot twist wouldn't it that would be a plot twist man I'm not going to lie um, that would be such a plot twist honestly <laughs> touch wood <laughs> sorry <laughs> I mean, no offense to people out there, like hustles, hustles, and whatever pays your bills. But like, <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, literally, no offense. I'm just saying, in relation to you know the level of achievements and stuff, it just the equation doesn't work out for that to be my final destination. No, but, it um, you right. know, thank you, thank you for all that you do. Those that work in the sanitation area, thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um but yeah i think like the more we work and like the more we learn about workforces and stuff i think that will be another angle to look into and i think i'm sure we're going to come through a lot of struggles and like you know i'm I'm sure we've already gone through struggles and i think if we could just shed some light on these topics like for the next uh a-level students who are looking to join our industry or like trying to make it in the london city life like imagine if we had something like this when we were starting off like we didn't have this do we i mean if even if there were i I wasn't looking at the right place but like do you know people that look (laughs) like you that people that look like you talking about things that you are gonna like get into if that makes sense yeah no i don't think i really had and to be fair like especially like podcasts and stuff like people be surprised even though we're millennials even in the past couple years like things have jumped in leaps and bounds Mm -hmm. um in terms of like what you have access to Mm. I'm near sure if there were then boy I wasn't listening but podcasts weren't really something especially not when let's say we were around GCC age and stuff like that <laughs> either they were around and weren't that yeah like even either they were around and they weren't that popular or they just weren't really around yet yeah um so yeah I don't think and as you said I think you said earlier about it's not that we're the best that we've reached the peak of our career, but I didn't even really have people who were a couple few, like a couple years ahead. Um, so the people we did listen to, it was like, how the hell am I going to get there from here? Mm. So it was important. It's important to have access to people that are at different like stages on that journey. Um, exactly. And it's, it, and to your so point, it's like you are a role model at home because you were forced into that. That's family, right? But it's like, if you can be a role model yeah. for like, uh, more than just that like, i think that is you know you would be surprised how many people you would help and it's that giving them that glimmer of hope like um i can make it in that world or like you know it's like if she's done it mm-hmm. that kind of thing and it's like yeah i think that is definitely like that, is definitely, that would be part of like your future legacy in a way and i think like that actually, that's a good segue into like the next part of the session which is all around like the future and the extraordinary dreams part and like you mentioned we we're not at the peak of our career like we or in like our potential even whatever we do in the future but we have got that drive and we do want to do well right um so for the next part of the session we're talking about the future and like what you're going to do and achieve and stuff so i'm going to ask you this one question and we can kind of like go around it and talk about it as we go but victoria my question to you is what do you want your legacy to be um so there's two there's, there's two sides to this so um as you know lamika where we work we have like our equality groups um and i'm quite involved in um should i say the, the black network of things um and i kind of stuck to them as soon as i as soon as i started working um where we work and yeah like now having like a, a co-lead position in that group and I think more and more I'm very comfortable shaking things up I say the word black at work people are tiptoeing around I'm like yeah she's black you know like things like that so I think I'm always told like I'm quite a courageous communicator especially about topics people don't want to speak about and I've always been passionate about that I've studied politics and economics I feel like there's a activist in there so in terms of like future legacy no matter where I work um I want I I have no like I want that to be a clear part of my personal brand I want to any position I get into I always want to help more um young ethnic minorities get into places of work Mm. um I don't think like where we work has any bias to like any racial bias 
but I do think in terms of like pools of where they're looking for candidates and you know people knowing that opportunities like that are available mm-hmm. um it's less than known in like ethnic minority groups mm-hmm. so in terms of legacy 100% like I just want to be a disruptor mm-hmm. I definitely I don't know who who I need to like people get pissed along the way but yeah, 100% disruptor. When I'm in my 50s, I'm going to be like, yeah, that's that one. The one that always trying to bring all these people in. And I'll have my full recruitment talent of all the ethnic minorities I've brought in. I'll just change. <laughs> I'll just change the whole face. Just on your empire, like, I've made it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I brought that one in. I brought that one in. I brought that one in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to, I just want to make it easier for like, upcoming generation shall I say so in terms of that side that is that part of me in terms of my actual day job um to be honest I don't think I fully have that sussed out I know I'm not I won't be doing what I'm doing for forever um it's just not me at all um not that the job's not me but I'm I'm I can be, and I don't want to sound gassed but almost like an all-rounder I don't have like a specialism like I'm good and many things but not like focus in detail in one thing Mm. so I definitely want to try out um different parts but definitely like customer facing I see like leadership roles management or beyond management to be fair um I think I said I think I said it in front of um my industry like our international leads like I just said to his face like yeah I'll probably be like like c-suite level um or yeah owning my own business within the next you know like 10 to 20 years like I said it very confidently like mm. just speak it into existence hey. it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt anyone you might as well just say it for fact now and if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen but just say it as facts like yeah I, I mean so, like there's so much that you said I was like I, that got me proper excited because like let's just like go one by one in it so like the first thing <laughs> you said around like we started off with like the role that you have and then just being that voice and like being that once again that leader in a way right and some people might look at us and say oh here we go again like they're trying to represent them you know do you know what I mean it's like there is that there is that like yeah. negative connotation that oh like here we go again but the, the reason that you know you are the way you are and you 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 looking at this challenges head on is that it hasn't been explored enough like there isn't enough awareness yeah. around it and like if it, if there was we wouldn't have the issues that we have and I think this is more than just like in the work environment this is a societal problem like and the only way you can overcome that is by becoming that voice and it's like what you're doing by like you mentioned is like being that courageous communicator and that disruptor is being able to challenge how things are done without any um without being apologetic and 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 the outcome of that is changing our way changing the way things are done or like um once again giving that hope kind of thing right so I think like that is definitely yeah. like your key kind of legacy like when you look back when you're 50 what do you want to say you've done like do you want to say you've made some customers happy I mean that's f- fair enough if you want to do that but it's that's, like, what, that's what work wants me to say exactly yeah but it's like what <laughs> what are you going to remember as Victoria do you know what I mean like because it's like work is all like it helps but it's like what are the like you know who are you going to inspire and I think that is like a clear kind of goal from your point of view and like I have no doubt that you will go on to do that you know now you're doing it now but especially in the future as well like once you get more experience and like the more you kind of get yourself involved in that world and I think the second part as well I really loved what you said around like um stating your desires without feeling guilt or like saying thinking you're not good enough because if you don't believe in it why would you expect other people to believe in it right and it's like say it out like there's no harm with that and I was watching this video of Oprah this morning and she was saying like what um you say after I am follows you through or something Mm -hmm. like that it's like whatever you say after I am like I am successful I am healthy like that comes and seeks you so it's like if you want to bring those things into your life say it out and let people know and before you know it it's going to come into fruition right and um if you look back at your life when you were like 16 to where you are now 10 years ago look at everything that you've achieved and think about what else can happen in the next 10 years and it's just like really exciting and I think to the point it's like work is work but it's a stepping stone for the next 
thing you're going to do right and mm-hmm. eventually you're going to go into and um so often like we think that you need to be loyal and you need to stick to what you're doing but i think you are clear that everything that you do is just a stepping stone for what holds next and and that gets me excited as well because it's like oh my god like mm-hmm. i want to see you do that i want to be like cheerleading you from the side but it's like <laughs> the whole purpose of capturing the the journey now is like imagine listening back to this podcast in 10 years time and say I've made it and I have no doubt you will be saying that and I'm also thinking of doing like a 10 year um refresh of these goals if that makes sense and like Ooh, see how in the diary <laughs> I don't know if the calendar goes back, you know the calendar invite <laughs> on this exact same day um I don't know if the technology supports that because I don't know how far the <laughs> <laughs> I've never tried. I've never tried. I've never, I've never pushed to that limit. Like recurring me in every ten years. <laughs> sick, but like the whole point of having these conversations is like, and especially bringing you on is for that exact reason. So I have no, no doubt at all that you are going to make it and keep saying it, keep speaking into existence, and it will, it will happen. I'm sure. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah so i think like now that we touched on legacy like just to kind of wrap it up now i know that we've spoken for a while and like this happens all the time anyway doesn't it like we can go on for ages um, this is what we do this is what we do this is what we do um but like my my final question to you victoria is um i think i mentioned it on the email is like the channel and the whole areas around self-development and like you know, I'm sure you've done a lot to get you to where you are and you've turned, uh, you've taken information from multiple resources, but like, is there like any like book or like podcast or anyone, like even like an individual that you look up to or you've read and you're like, oh my God, like I want everyone to read it or like I want everyone to know about this fact. Just anything that first comes to mind as a recommendation for people listening um, with, with anything to do with self-development. The thing with me is to be like brutally honest, and I'm not trying to say it's like it's all been self-made or like oh no, I didn't use any resources or anything like that. But um, yeah, like there isn't a one person. I'd say um, it's probably a collection of multiple people, and I've always found it easier to relate to stories of um, people that I know rather than. Um, you know, I've, this kind of goes against it because now people are going to listen to this podcast and be like, well, we don't know you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, why are we listening to you? And I'm not saying there's no like um, specific podcasts or specific books I don't read, mm-hmm. but it's such a collection or mini snippets mm-hmm. um, rather than picking one person um, as like my, my center point um, of reference that I gain like all my knowledge from. So it's really, it would be really hard for me to pinpoint down to one specific thing. Mm. Um, there is this book that I have read um, a lot. So let me, get, let me get my glasses. I need to, I, I don't want to misquote. Um, I don't, <laughs> don't want to misquote the author's name. Let me, let me give her her dues. Let me, let, and she's watching my, watching my glasses just fun. Okay. So what do I have here? so there's this book why i'm no longer talking to white people about race um rennie and lodge i've heard of that this book. is a great really good this is a great book and it really like it calms you down about the topic mm. um it's something i would say all all people should read yes including white people it's a read for you too <laughs> um because it's kind of like it can be with my like interest in pushing the the conversations about racial equality it can be very tiring because this isn't it's not a topic that's new at Mm. all like so it's like how do you how do you keep talking about something that everyone is completely aware of Mm. um that's a really hard one um there's also this book called quiet by susan kane um if anyone's an introvert especially living in an extroverted world um yeah like the company where we work in it's so american it's so extroverted it can be sometimes really hard um to kind of get your so you're an introvert fully oh yeah for a fact really Uh, yeah but people don't people don't think this about me um i think it's like people that you everyone thinks introverts have to be shy yeah they don't 
that's so interesting because you're right because you know especially with what you said earlier on around as well like you're a confident speaker and like you're a courageous communicator and those are the traits you think would be of an extrovert but now that you said it i totally see you as an introvert as well because i feel like you yeah. open up to people that you know well and like you're close with but if it was in a, a different setting I, I definitely see that now you're right it's like you don't waste yeah. your energy on people that you don't need to <laughs> That's literally, that's literally me. And like, you see how we sometimes have like these deep conversations. I'm so good one-on-one or in a small group, yeah. but big groups, oh, they make me sick, honestly. <laughs> like, just go away. I want to go home. Like, um, so yeah, like, if you, if you have something about you that people view, I don't think being an introvert is a weakness whatsoever, no. but I read, I read a lot of things online about how extroverts take the jobs of management and take the jobs of bloody blah. And I'm like, well, I'm not an extrovert. So the roles I'm looking for go against me in terms of my core personality trait. Mm. So anything that you see as something that could hinder you from getting to where you need to be, go research that. I'm not trying to fix my introvertness. Mm. I make that very clear. I don't want to be an extrovert. I think that I think extroverts are a bit much. <laughs> so just <laughs> I don't want to be one. Yeah. But I know, and I don't think it's hard line. It's not like you're just an introvert or just an extrovert. Yeah. If you do those my Briggs tests, it will say where you are on the on the scale. Um, so I know when to bring out the extrovert side of me and how long it can last for. Mm. Um, so I definitely do things on like research the things that, you know, the personality traits or something that is seen as missing from where you want to be. Mm. Um, yeah, I, re- I read a lot in terms of like, um, even like Sachin Adela, Bill Gates, all of them kind of st- people. Mm. Um, the one thing I miss thing from these like leaders is they all seem to wake up at like 4 a.m. i'm out of here like that's not me yeah yeah i just i just can't so um looking at them i'm trying to think of other ones anyone who doesn't know shonda rhymes you need to get to know her i'm sure people don't know who she is but when i say what she does you'll know who she is so if you've watched Grey's anatomy how to get away with murder scandal all of those she's the creator behind those series and yeah like I'm also interested in representation in like media Mm. and anyone who watches this series black women are painted as like bosses Mm. and that's what I like um so and she has she has a master class as well Mm. so in this time of isolation I especially like your they do cost money, but you're saving money by some people aren't traveling to work and stuff like that. I'd, I'd invest mm-hmm. in, in a masterclass as well. Um, yeah, and I think we can expense that, can't yeah. we? <laughs> yeah, we can. We can. Little, we can. Good for us. Good for us. Thanks, sir. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry if you can't. Sorry if you can't. We're very blessed where we work, to be fair. We're very, very blessed. Exactly, yeah. So, um, no, that makes sense. I mean, I like, asked for one, but like you, you just came out with all these juices. Yeah, just threw yeah i've made notes of all of that as well so i'm gonna like <laughs> mate I, I make notes all the time like these are all my notes like it helps i love it i love it and it's like, oh my god you mentioned this earlier kind of thing and i, I like doing yeah. spread- yeah. because it's like because then it's like excuse the right i feel like you're such a, U- a uxy kind of person yeah I, I don't know, yeah, that creativity side. You definitely, you definitely are, because if I had written, let's say if you were, t- like, if I had written, it would have just been in lines, just dead. Oh, yeah, bullet point, like, if there'd be no spider diagram, there would be nothing. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it's interesting how your brain works. It's like what you use to, like, process information. And, like, for me, every time I'm in a meeting, like, I realise I just do a spider diagram. Like, it's just my thing now. Like, it's my brand. Yeah. <laughs> Anything to kind yeah. of understand that. But, no, honestly, that... That wraps up the the final question of the podcast, and like, I think just to kind of reflect on everything that we spoke about as well. Like, we started off about your, you know, what drives you about, like, you know, being that example and like self motivation, and then we transitioned into, you know, that life changing experiences that we all have that kind of changes and shifts, and more importantly, helps you grow and develop into who you are today like the hardships from a level times and then turning it around into like where you are and also more importantly talking about what's next and I think like I mentioned like I'm just really excited to see like what you will do and like the things that you said and like 
it'll be so so much fun to like reflect on this in 10 years time and be like you knew this all along and that was the key motivation for this podcast like i want people who are on here to look back and say i had that drive all along and then like you know you're just gonna be up there in the empire with your ethnic people (laughs) representing that's the goal does that get you excited it is the it is the goal it it gets me so excited the idea and i don't want like i know I, i i'm very pro i'm pro black which does not mean anti-white. I, mean, I just throw that in <laughs> there. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, just to clarify, because anyone gets a bit confused and stuff. But I'm so, like, social media has its, has its curses and its benefits. And mm. when I see, like, all the talent out there, I'm just so excited to see, like, what it can come to. And just everyone has, like, an equal chance and a level playing field and stuff. So I'm excited to what the future holds. I feel like this decade, even though we've got off to the messiest start that anyone could have imagined, yeah. um, <laughs> I, think, I think this decade is going to, there's going to be so much change, so much development, so much progress um, for everybody, but especially looking forward to, like, ethnic minority. Um, or like developing countries and stuff like that for their moment to shine. Um, yeah, definitely, so, I think yeah. your movement going on, and you're right. Like in terms of the opportunities we have, and if I look around in my own circle as well, like there are so many ambitious people who've all got big, big dreams. And it's like the thing is, it's like if you mix um, ambition with hard work, and also the humbleness of our background in a way, right? Like how been raised in like. Yeah. Like where our dads and our grandparents have come from, and how they didn't have much, and they were in villages to where we are today, and the opportunities we have, it's like, who? Uh, in terms of our going back to what you said about our roots, I don't think that will ever be, um, it will ever be diluted. But if anything, that's gonna help us um, be grounded while still going and chasing what we want and it's like that mix is very rare to find because i feel like the more you get successful it gets into your head and you're like i can do everything but it's like if you have that humbleness as a foundation like it's a it's a good mix to have as as leaders and whatever you do right yeah i agree um yeah let's see what i see i'm sure though the the next 10 years i'm excited to see what you do as well yeah i can imagine like we'll just we'll just be there and we'll be like Oh, whose car do we want to take? I'm like, yeah, let's take my rolls. Like, no, let me take, let me take my Lamborghini and all that jazz. And just picking which car. Honestly. And Mika will be outside with the, with the Porsche. Honestly, Camilla, I mean, Camilla will be like, no, no, no. Let's let's take my jet. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> get off to like the Maldives or like south of France for like a weekend break. Yes, yes, yes. A quick break. Yeah. Just a, just a quick one, you know. Do you know what? Like, we're um, into existence, and I know it's going to happen, and I believe it will. And I, I'm just excited to see what the future holds for all of us. Same, same. All right, my lovely. That was so good catching up, and like, I've learned so much from you, like, you as an individual, and like, your story will definitely inspire someone out there. And I'm just lucky, like, to kind of shed some light on it. And I'm excited to see what the future holds, and you know, look out for the episode. And also, once again, thank you for being online and then sharing your story. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you guys once again for listening to another episode of the podcast. Hope you guys found it as enjoyable as I did recording it. And if you want to share some feedback or show some support, feel free to follow me on at Self Tough Sundays with a double S on Instagram. And I look forward to catching you same time next week. Thank you. Bye.